Welcome to another episode of NBA Betting, presented by Rosenballs. Let's talk about the Portland Trailblazers. They've been the talk of the offseason. They're lingering this whole other thing. I understand there's, um, you know, nothing happening soon. But, like, the wait to me is silly. Okay? Now, I get it. They can look for, I, I think they're trying to add more trade partners in here and 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 all that, which is which is fine. But they ultimately need to get a deal, and they need to get a deal um, relatively soonish. Not, it's not even about doing right by Dame. It's just, it's just getting something done, right? So right now, the deal that's on the table, basically, they could probably get is something like Hero three first. Let's see, add Jovic to that deal, Nikola Jovic, who like clearly. Um, nobody's excited about him, by the way. Let's say you throw Jimenez in that deal. So you get your, your basically you get two firsts. Uh, they, you know, you get a prior, your first last year, first this year. Um, and you might as well get Jimenez. People like him, whatever. He's a, he's a rookie. You can take a stab at the good thing about Portland is the roster is really thin, uh, for, for a rebuilding team. Typically with rebuilding teams, you have a lot of like these young, up-and-coming guys, uh, and, and you're actually underratedly deep. OKC had that as an example, right? New Orleans has that. They have so many picks. And, and the rookies kind of end up beefing out your your roster a bit. Um, and then you decide, like, right, who are the keepers, who are not. And, you know, you start kind of building your core from there, hopefully get some keepers out of that group. It's the it's the strategy that, that typically works, right? Boston's done this quite well. Uh, to get back into prominence after being bad for a few years. Obviously, they got lucky with, with Brooklyn's picks. But, you know, you could do that. And then if you get more first, what ends up happening is you then have this huge stockpile, utilize it at the deadline, and you get veterans later down the line as you uh, as you become better. Now, the thing is, you, you can't develop too many guys at one time, and I get that, right? Right now, given that, like, their best asset off the bench is, like, what, Keon Johnson? I mean, Matisse Steibel, I mean, what are we talking about here? Steibel, I think, you know, so, like, they they have plenty of room, and you just get growth guys, and you, it's kind of like you just go for, for pure growth, and you hope one of your growth guys hits. Fine. I call it the Usman Jang sample. Out of four Usman Jangs that you get, hopefully one of them uh, is Jalen Williams. That's what OKC did. Great. That current heat offer is actually quite good. That they're able to get that, and and I think like that they're not. That's not crazy far apart. I think Miami does that today. Now Portland really needs to just do clean slate, clear the path. Here's why. So here's the con of sort of keeping Lillard at this point. I'm gonna make this argument right now, given Scoot and Sharp and the development that they could get and have together. Damian Lillard right now is a negative on that team. Why? If Lillard's in your rotation, he has to occupy a healthy amount of usage. He's going to take shots. He's not a guy that's going to be able to, like, uh, acclimate with other youth that, you know, need the ball. They don't complement each other at all, right? If you told me this was like a, you know, a Jason Kidd type or, you know, even LeBron uh, now, right, 
and you had younger guards who need usage, and there's like a, a, a two-slash-three or, or just at least an off-the-ball point guard type or, or pass-first guy that would, you know, help develop these guys, that's one thing. Lillard is not that guy. He's a guy who comes to the game. He wants to score 60 or 70, right? Um, you, you get him to be a score-first high-usage option. He's good in that role. And he wouldn't be good in a different role. And that's, I think that's fair. Okay, great. So, given that, if you have Lillard, you know, Scoot's not going to be able to play primary point guard all the time. He's going to have to share it with Lillard. And then and then we're, we're Sharp going to play. He's going to play Sharp at the three. Now he's going to, you know, it's going to be tough for him on defense. And the three just don't fit. It's just, you know, the, the, the Sharp and, and Scoot need the ball a lot more to develop. In order to develop in the NBA, you need three things. Typically, you need higher usage if you're a score force guy. You need minutes, and you need to be in a rotation and a unit that makes sense. And you look at the, the pieces of pie within the lineup right now, right? So, you, you know, if, if you let's let's do let's, let's do the what ifs, right? If you have Lillard there, you're probably going to have to start Scoot Lillard Sharp, or you make one of them come off the bench, which also isn't great. Okay, and then you're going to throw Grant. And then you have Nurkic. The problem is, like, the rest of the pieces aren't that great either because, like, Nurkic then becomes useless because Nurkic actually needs to be, like, a third or fourth option, and he's not that great defensively. So now he's, like, your fifth option, and you're just you, – so he's not even – you're not even using what I call the Mike Messina knuckle curve. It's like it's like signing Mike Messina and telling him not to pitch his knuckle curve. You're not using Nurkic's best asset, which is his offense and some of his post game. So now he's just in the lineup because of his salary, basically. You have to play him. And then he's just going to expose his flaws on defense. So the, the Fitzel, Grant, same thing. Grant is, is best used as like tweener third score. And now if he's like your fourth guy, now he, his defense is deteriorated. And that's also not good. And then and then that hurts Nurkic's and Grant's values. And those contracts aren't cheap. And then it's a bad domino impact, right? You look at the bench and, and the sort of a slowly same thing happens, right? The preferable route, if you don't even have, let's say Lillard's just not even on the roster, okay? The better route is you have Scoot and Sharp in year one. Let's figure it out. Let's see together what they do. They both have decent usage. Um, let's see how they play off each other. Is this a good pairing? Because this could be our future backcourt, Right? You know, they both, you know, I think Sharp needs to some time to develop, obviously. He looked great at Summer League, but, like, I, he he has some very low IQ moments. Uh, Scoot looks like the better prospect, clearly. Okay, so Scoot is. Let's just see how they are together. Can they develop some kind of, like, interesting chemistry? And sometimes it works out. Even if you're not, like, perfectly complimentary, you're real talented, you at least play your own roles. You know, look at Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum type. Can they, be, can they be the backcourt version of that? And then you have Grant set up as a third score. Great. Nurkic is a fourth score. Makes a little bit more sense. And then you have a developer guy. You throw at the, at the three. And maybe that's a guy you get in the trade, like like Jimenez. Maybe Jovic develops, right? Or maybe this is a stopgap vet option. All those options are far superior to then throw a sharp at the three and a little scoop backcourt and that's just a mess, right? So this is an addition 
it sounds crazy. It's an addition via subtraction. Okay. Now, I get not liking Hero. I totally get it. Right? There's going to be a third team that likes Hero. And if you're Portland, your first takeaway on this is like, you just want to get as many future picks as possible. You consolidate later. You'll do the right. You look, you got to do like people can tell me, like, well, OKC now has all these um, guys they don't know what to do with. I understand. Now, but OKC did a good job of like figuring out who's on the core, who isn't, and that could complement them with vets, right? OKC right now, let's see what happens this year. This is a big year for them. But if they got Check coming back, they got Giddy Shea improving, even though the fits aren't perfect. Lou Dort, Jalen Williams. They, they got to build up a core. If they're a top six seed, and that that group is going to continue to develop organically, they're a veteran or two, which now they can, they can trade their future picks for, um, and, and then be right in the thick of things. About a year away, I would say, for being in the thick. So Portland can get right there. They absolutely can. And the way they're going to do that is by moving Lillard. So let's say you do the Miami deal, you get those guys coming back, you get future picks, and and you actually prefer the later out picks, like the ones in 31 and 29 that Miami can give away. That's actually better for you because you don't need all the picks in one shot. You don't have enough roster spots to do that. You're never going to have enough roster spots to do that. And then you you, you hope to move Hero for, for additional picks. So to me, the move is something like Look, if they got that, that heat package, they throw Hero to uh, a third team like a New Orleans. Hero, you know, or you can throw Brooklyn in there. There's going to be a sloop. And you get either a young ambassador first or maybe two firsts. Let's see what those, what those situations look like. So, for example, the following teams, I think you know, could make sense with here. Here's a young guy. He's, he's accepted a sixth man role. Okay. To me, New Orleans, OKC would be two clear ones right off the bat. If you're going to um, New Orleans, you know, I, I don't know how in love that franchise is right now with Dyson. Can you get like a young, like Dan, Dyson Daniels and one of their future firsts? Or can you get two future firsts? You get to keep Daniels. Congrats. If you're New Orleans, you get two future firsts. Um, and like one of them is one of the Bucks first, so it's not so great. And one of them is a Laker first, so it's pretty good. Right? That works. Now, you get my question like, why is New Orleans interested in that? Well, New Orleans needs to consolidate now. Now they're in a separate stage where they could lose a deal in terms of like maybe they're overvaluing the guy coming in. Get the talent, but they, they didn't make a run. If you're in New Orleans, you're – if I'm looking at, like, um, an example of what I want my team to be, it's like the late 90s, early 2000s, Portland Trailblazers, without the PR mess and the Jailblazer stuff. Obviously, ironically, because Portland's in this deal. If they got a hero, let's say they did Daniels for hero and there's a pick gone, swap it out. Now the, the pieces make sense if you're Portland – I mean, if you're New Orleans. Right? You're going to start McCollum. Um, Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Zion, and you need a five. So I know Giannis Valchunas not sure about, let's say it's like you throw Larry Nance at the five. This seems insanely deep. 
I also bet you got, you know, Grand Theft Alvarado. So you got Jose Alvarado. Uh, let's see, you got, I think, a hero. Okay, Murphy would even mention. Um, and then and then Jonas Valanciunas and Najir Marshall. That's like the best Tamer rotation in the league. Obviously, it depends on Zion's health. It always has. But you give yourself more options, and they still have they still have picks. But you get the talent in, and then you basically figure it out from the talent. And you're just killing teams in the second and third quarters when when you got um, Bonnie Tyler's I Need a Hero just lighting things up. So New Orleans, to me, is, is a good call. And, like, you know, Daniels value. If you do Daniels on, like, Milwaukee pick, that's fine, honestly. Because Daniels, the reason why he works is, first of all, you let him control the second unit. And now, you know, he could – now he's in a situation where he's got spacers around him, a scoot develops a shot. But but with Sharp in, in the rotation, Grant can shoot a little bit. It can kind of work. You can, you can go after Murphy as well. What happens? New Orleans is an easy route. OKC is another route. OKC has to sort of consolidate their, like, tier two youth, I call it. Off the bench, they have Trey Mann, Lindy Waters, uh, Isaiah Joe, all kind of these similar smaller guards who can shoot. Okay? Then they have those picks. They have the, still have the picks from the Clippers. Um, you know, they, they, they have, a, I think, a Boston first still from the Horford deal. So they still have first to move. And, yeah, that's probably another route. And you get these if you're If you're Portland now, you, you get, you know, some of those guys. You take a chance at it. You see, can you hit with a, a Jimenez, a Daniels, a Jovic? Um, and, like, look, the New Orleans model works. People are like, well, New Orleans never did anything. They were on pace to be a top three seed last year. Zion is the issue of that team. It's not anything else. They had a flukishly another injuries last year with Ingram being out. Okay, so there's a little unluckiness in New Orleans. That that thing that sort of construction should really work. OKC is going to prove it this year. Hopefully, Utah is eventually going to prove it as well. I don't think you're going to get a better offer than the Miami offer. And I, like I don't, I think you should think that's quite good. And I think like you'd be I hate to use the word. You'd be kind of silly to try. Who else is going to throw? I mean, you're waiting for, like, don't wait for Tyrese Maxey. Also, like, that's not even a good fit. Like, who else are you waiting for if you're Portland? The, the guys that would be interested, like the Clippers, have have nothing. They were, unless you're moving a star for a star on a three-team, like a, a Paul George and even that. So I, I snag that deal while I can if I'm Portland, and 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 just and and also it's, it, you get rid of like the the lingering aspect, right? Like the whole Lillard thing is just going to linger over the team, okay? And it hurts the the development. I'll, I'll give you the flip example, right? You don't want to have like a veteran leering around. Let him gracefully leave, right? The Celtics. One of the reasons why they developed so well is. Obviously, when they got the youth in, it also happened in conjunction with Pierce leaving. That was a, a good thing, okay? And then eventually, they slowly stripped away the usage guys, right, to develop 
the vet, the youth. So what was key to Boston and Tatum's development and Brown's development uh, was actually all those guards. So like Isaiah Thomas leaving, Kyrie Irving leaving was actually uh, you know a helpful development. Him getting hurt that year, they they made a huge run without him. The Kemba Walker leaving as well, right? You have to slowly get away these veteran usage guys. This is going to remind me now. Portal situation reminds me of Kobe's last year um, with, with the Lakers. Okay, you had Russell, D'Angelo Russell, and Randall. You had some decent young core. Could have been with Ingram, right? Could have been interesting. Um, but instead, it was like the the Kobe farewell farewell tour, and I think it really hurt that development. And look, I know they eventually move those guys. They get LeBron a free agency. They go after AD. But those guys clearly played better elsewhere. Ingram goes to New Orleans is way better. Randall's eventually way better. Russell has a great year in Brooklyn not too long after. Uh, so they all like had this decent quasi-all-star potential. Some of them were all-stars. Uh, if they're just placed in position to be successful, and again, they, they helped in those situations because they had minutes, usage, and, and in a rotation that made sense. And this is the lesson that Portland needs to think about with, with their backcourt right now, scooting to Shaden Sharp. They've already doubled down some of the errors. They can't just continue to double down, right? The worst thing you could do is like, it, it's kind of like in order to pay out a one debt, you, you, you incur another debt, right? You have, you know, uh, $30,000 left in a credit card loan that's paying 50% interest. So you take out a, a, a home equity line of credit for 10%. All right. And, and like, maybe that's better debt, but it's still debt, right? What you need to do is just like, don't double down on the errors. Okay. And they're hoping like this business is eventually going to go and there's another stockpiling debt on debt to compensate. This was the grant issue, right? So Portland had to redo their offseason and, and through the deadline. The heart trade, right? So they, they make a decision. They move hard because they realize we're not going to sign this guy to free agency. Grant's our guy. Okay. Once you know Lillard's not coming, like, you orchestrate a sign and trade for Grant. Okay? If you feel like you got to figure that out. Like, is Lillard going to stay or not? Either way, I would have moved him. But instead, they double down. They're like, no, no, no. We're still going to be good. I know Lillard may or may not. Whatever. We are going to... Um, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna keep Grant. Given this crazy, crazy extension. I mean, like, that contract's gonna be bad real fast. And if you're Portland, what this, what this deal also does is Scoot and Sharp aren't gonna be great immediately. So now you're allowing Grants to get into a, a better third guy role. He's gonna look a little bit better, and maybe that maybe he's tradable to a team that's a bit more desperate at the deadline, either this deadline or the next deadline. Grant now becomes more movable as a result of trading Lillard earlier. So does Nurkic, by the way. If Nurkic can get healthy, I know he's like one of the world's contracts in the league right now, but that contract, um, you know, he might usurp Jonas Valanciunas similar in terms of, like, types of players. Right now, Valanciunas has way more value. That could change real fast. If you're a team that wants to make a run, you need a guy like, uh, like Nurk, I could tell you a situation. Like Indiana might take a, a shot at him. You could at least unload him. Okay. By the way, Grant's another destination for that team. So you're gonna be able to also deal your veteran guys, but it all starts with moving Lillard earlier, and there just needs to be um, 
you know, a bit more uh, consistency with with that franchise looking to rebuild, doing the right moves to rebuild, and, and just taking everything from there. <laughs> 